as the idea of what the podcast is as Be The Drop is developing, we also have developed the audio quality. So then you could say we had time to warm up because yeah. the podcast world was also developing as we were developing and as Be The Drop was developing. Um, our skill level kind of reached a good point to be at and then we can develop more on what Be The Drop is to the listener and the value it can provide. So yeah. basically everything we're doing is trying to make people want to listen to more podcasts after they listen to the one. Welcome to episode 151 of Be The Drop, a weekly interview podcast sharing stories from people who inspire and motivate others to help you learn how to tell your story. I'm Amelia Veal, Director at Narrative Marketing and firm believer in the superpower of storytelling. If you're a regular listener, you'll know that we love podcasts. Not only do we create and release this podcast, but we help a range of clients to record, edit and distribute their podcasts. Along our podcasting journey, we have learned a huge amount. It can seem like a complicated process to get started, but learning how to make a podcast with great content and awesome audio quality is not as hard as it used to be. Chris Warman is a digital content producer and chief videographer for Narrative Marketing. As the editor of Be The Drop podcast, which is close to four years broadcasting, Chris has years of practical experience to help you learn the technical side of telling stories. In today's episode of Be The Drop, Chris and Amelia discuss the equipment, recording and editing required to make a podcast. Chris also offers his top tips for producing and making your audio sound polished. This is an informative episode to help you learn from the podcasting knowledge we've gathered. This is Chris's version of Be The Drop. Do you struggle to find good royalty-free music? We use and recommend Soundstripe across podcasts and videos as we love the variety of sounds with none of the boring elevator music. As a Soundstripe partner, we're excited to offer you a 10% discount code to access great tunes for your next project. Discount link in the show notes or enter the code BETHEDROP at checkout. Hello, Chris, and welcome to the next episode of Be The Drop. Hello, Amelia. It's good to be here. I mean, yeah, I was already here, but <laughs> good to be on the mic. You're normally behind the scenes editing, and we decided that it was time to bring you to the mic. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about making a podcast, but before we get into that um, and share some of the tips that we have learned along the way, Let's start with your item of significance, and that's something that gives us a bit of background about you uh, and how you're connected to the world of podcasting. Oh, this is exciting. I don't think I've ever had an item of significance before for the Be The Drop podcast. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time guest. Uh, My item of significance is a Zoom H6 handy recorder, and a Zoom H6 handy recorder is a recording device I've owned it since before I started recording podcasts with you, Amelia. Um, So it's probably around four years old now. It's very scratched and dented, but it's it's served me well. I've recorded many things, many podcasts, many things I've filmed. I've recorded the audio through that. It's it's might have significance because it's taken me from learning film in at film school all the way through to nearly three years of podcasting with. Amelia from Narrative Marketing (laughs) would be the job. Yes, it is a very cool item of significance and we have done a lot 
you know, through this, recorded through this H6. And you mentioned they're starting from film school and that's where we started working together in video content and creating video content uh-huh. through narrative marketing. And when I had this great idea that I should do podcasting too, we have learned a lot along the way and we're now delivering training in podcasting because more and more people are re- recognising um, the power of podcast and audio content because more and more people are tuning in and listening. Um, and we've certainly seen numbers grow with Be The Drop, which is exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. Ah, good. I love the stats. I love logging in and looking at all the numbers. Yeah, it is true. What's th- what's your favourite one? I, I love logging in and looking at chartable.com. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a really great service. <laughs> and we've recently integrated them into our actual podcast feed. So if you ever find Be The Drop podcasts in Chartable, we can link them all together and have Spotify and iTunes and our own website talking to each other and then get the full picture of who's actually listening. Because sometimes it's tricky and sometimes it's hard to work out who's actually listening and how many people, but um, we've got a pretty good figure now. <laughs> yeah, we, we've dived right in. Um, basically, we wanted to share today's episode because we get so many different questions about how to make a podcast. So we're going to go into a few different topics and share some tips we've learned. Now, we are sitting here in front of some microphones and obviously podcasts as an audio medium, audio, the quality of that audio is really, really important. And that's going to come through from your mics. Let's start. If you could tell us about the microphones that we're using and some of the reasons why you think this setup really works. So at the moment, we're recording on Audio-Technica AT2020 microphones, uh, condenser microphones. You were impressed by it, I seem to remember. Mm. The audio quality is good. I like it. And so then we went on this path of finding a cheap stand pop filter set up and now here we are. Now, the pop filter, we've mentioned that a couple of times. Explain why we needed that. Okay. And so, what it is. So because of the type of microphone we're using, we speak directly into it. And so it, it picks up P words and and breaths of air and things like that. So pop filters are like a layer of fabric, really finely woven fabric in between your mouth and the microphone so that um, it, it filters that so that um, the microphone doesn't get hit straight in the face. Uh, you wouldn't want someone breathing in your ear and popping in your ear. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, I'm sure we could probably have a little clip of still a bit of this. Peter popped his peas. Now you have to do it again. Peter popped his peas. Oh, it does sound. I'm, I can, I'm oh, hearing it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. I reckon I can hear the difference in that. Great, great. So that takes us into some the next topic that we wanted to talk about, which is actually the room audio. Um, and that for me has been a really interesting experience as well. So tell us a little bit about some of the things that we've experienced along that you know, room audio um, journey. When we started recording Be The Drop in the office where we are today, we it was it's all hardwood. That's a sound designer's worst nightmare because the sound uh, travels out of your mouth, goes into the microphone, bounces off the walls, comes back into the microphone, bounces off the roof, bounces off the walls. There's multiple different times it comes back into the microphone as an echo. But the big thing that we got recently in the office is a big carpet on the ground and it's a very large carpet very fluffy and very good for absorbing noise when it bounces off walls so it doesn't come back into the microphone and it helps the audience 
uh, it helps the listeners feel like they're right here with us. So it, it feels more personal and <laughs> makes my job easier, really. Mm-hmm. So Honestly, I can't stress enough that, that just adding this rug, so, you know, carpet, um, into the recording space has made a huge difference. And, Chris, the first time we recorded uh, a podcast episode with, with the rug in um, showed me, you know, he's like, listen to this audio. And, yeah. and then we can put this in now. And then you're going to put and it here in. here it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Letitia, thank you so much for joining me on our next episode of Be The Drop. Well, Lydia, thank you so much for joining me on our next episode of Be The Drop. So this is where we're at now, but where did we come from? Right, yeah. So when we started, we I came from the world of video. All I had was lapel microphones, which are basically just clip-on microphones, similar style to the ones we use now, but much smaller. They, they're quite tinny to listen to, but in video it's fine because you're, you're not listening with headphones most of the time. I mean, nowadays you don't even listen to audio at all <laughs> on Facebook. So when we first started, we probably recorded about 100, more than 100 episodes with the Pell microphones because we filmed them as well. So then when we stopped doing video, we realized we could look into getting some proper microphone setups that really improve the quality of the audio and the listening experience for the the audience member because now we've got bigger, chunkier microphones. The sound production of that is is really full and rich, so... I hope you as a listener feel like you're here with us right now. <laughs> we'll give you a warm For better embrace. or worse. <laughs> yeah. Once again, we didn't know anything about audio when we first started. And if you're considering starting a podcast, then I'd probably recommend coming from a point of very little knowledge. I mean, you're probably already going to get that even if you've got the equipment. But we've developed it over time. As the idea of what the podcast is as Be The Drop is developing, we also have developed the audio quality. So then it kind of matched. We'd matched getting our audio quality better with getting the podcast better. So it was quite good. So we could develop the idea of it and our skills on how to make a podcast. I really like your point there, go on the journey. It's not about setting up expectations that you need to know all of this from the beginning. Um, But I hope that with us sharing, you know, what we've learned, you might start um, further along the learning curve than than we did. We really, really started from scratch. And back in 2016, when we launched, there wasn't as much podcasting going on in Adelaide and particularly in Australia. You could say we had time to warm up because the podcast world was also developing as we were developing and as Be The Drop was developing. So we kind of, we moved up. So now podcasting as a platform is at the level we would want it to be so that we can access the market. Still, we're not being pushed out of the market by iTunes or Spotify. Um, Our skill level is at a point now where we don't necessarily need to improve too much in the future. So we've kind of reached a good point to be at Mm. Um, and then we can develop more on be the drop as what be the drop is to the listener and the value it can provide so yeah yeah. so we've talked a little bit about editing chris and obviously this is where your ability to you know edit videos and also i think for me the difference is as well is your storytelling understanding and editing so be the drop episodes do get um you know they're around 20 minutes generally uh, and sometimes I might interview 
that might take 50 minutes. Uh, So there is obviously some editing you need to cut out. And sometimes depending on the confidence of my guest and how familiar and comfortable they are in telling their story, sometimes takes them a little bit of time to warm up. And so it's towards the latter end of the interview that they're really giving the answers that have really got the punch. So then you'll bring those those answers from the end and put them in the beginning, which is really your skill around understanding editing and how story translates. And I mean, that's one thing that definitely people will just have to take time and practice. But as far as editing, what are some other tips and things that you've learned, you know, in relation to podcast editing? Um, what's definitely gotten easier over time. One, in regards to the, the filters I use on the audio to make it sound good and treating it after we've recorded it. And also in regards to developing a skill to actively listen to the interview instead of just cutting out the bits where someone says, oh, could you cut this out? Or they sneeze. I try to edit Be The Drop as if I'm an actual listener of the podcast. Definitely over the years, I've gotten better at working out what an episode is about and who the guest is, and then what that guest's value proposition for the listener is going to be. So um, I think it also helps that I'm not Amelia. So I'm not I'm not the interviewer, so I can look at it from an outsider's perspective because I feel like if you're trying to do a one-man band podcast, it might seem a little bit like, why would I cut any of this interview out? Because I seem to remember it all going pretty great, so I'm just going to cut out some... I'm not even going to cut anything out or I'm just going to cut out the bits where we say um or... Mm. One of the key things that you said there is the listener. You said listener multiple times. And that is really important because the content you're creating is for people, someone, your target audience or whoever your key listener is to listen to. So keeping them at the forefront of your mind at all time. Okay. Now, so tell us a little bit more about the editing process, because I think this is an area where people feel quite intimidated and the editing side of things is a challenge and and I can 100% relate hence I'm going no that I'm not going to even invest any time trying to learn that I'll utilize your skill in that space cool so uh if you already have a podcast as a quick starter um I recommend going to podnews.net and searching for your podcast and they have a generated list of things that your podcast might not be doing right. Like, so there's a there's a loudness standard that iTunes and some other platforms ask for. And if you're not meeting that, it's really hard to know if you are meeting that or not because no one's going to be able to tell you that this isn't the right level. So I often go to that and find out uh, if we need to change anything for Be The Drop. But in regards to if you're starting to do a podcast or if you want to know what filters to put on a podcast you're already recording to make it sound good, then I would recommend using a compressor, which is either built into your editing program or you can get one online. There's a lot of free ones you can get online. So a compressor brings up quieter noises to match louder noises in recording. So if someone's sitting further away from a microphone, you can use a compressor to to mitigate the difference between them being close to the microphone and them being far away from the microphone, uh, like I, I did there. Yeah, that was can't. a good demonstration. That was good. <laughs> so the compressor will fix that so it doesn't sound as different in the loudness. It'll still sound like they're further away, but the, the levels will sound the same. The one we use also brings the volume down if it's too loud so that when people listen to your podcast and they might be listening to it in your playlist with a bunch of other podcasts that your podcast is the same audio level as those so it's not distracting 
distracting and they don't have to raise or lower their podcast app in their pocket or on their smart speaker at home because that's just not something you want to do might put people off from listening to another podcast basically everything we're doing is trying to make people want to listen to more podcasts after they listen to the one uh also our compressor um we copied the settings from the podcast specific compressor from uh spotify's soundtrap audio editor that's an online based editor so that was very useful thank you for that spotify also we use software called sound soap and that's something where you play a section of the audio where no one's talking then it uh, it analyzes that section and it removes all the noise that's in that particular band. So then when people start talking in the recording, the background noise is completely removed. That's really useful for us. It sounds like some sort of black <laughs> magic. One last thing about editing is we've recently found, yeah, we're going to hear a bit of it's rain. Right, I'll, I'll cover it. Oh, so it started raining, by the way, everyone. We'll deal with it. I'll okay. deal with it. It's um, fine. We'll soldier on. <laughs> so one last thing that we do get asked a lot about, and we have had a bit of a journey, a learning journey ourselves, is around royalty-free production or what I call stock music because I, I suppose I come from the stock image um, background Uh, but basically what audio what songs what music can we use in podcasting um, is a question we get a lot yeah um, whenever someone goes can I use a piece of a popular song I say no (laughs) try and find something different Uh, don't start putting Ed Sheeran's perfect into your podcast because you're going to get found out (laughs) always make sure you pay the person who made the music and try and get a license. So there are websites that are specifically designed for giving you licenses for music that they are hosting on their website. So tell us then, instead of, you know, so we're definitely recommending avoid playing, adding popular music into your podcast. That's a no-no, people. Uh, But what do we do instead? Initially, we started, I started using a program called Storyblocks initially. Uh, It has a video section and I used to get stock video from that, but then I transitioned to getting the audio from that for the podcast. But the problem I found with that was the music was pretty average. So about a year ago, I started using a website called Soundstripe. The music is really good on Soundstripe. It's not something you'd find on Audio Jungle. And I know those go across onto like Envato and even Audioblocks. They all share this same sort of corporate style music. Yeah, it's a bit like elevator music. But on Soundstripe, it's actual bands. Like you can see the artist's name. I feel like you've got a proper connection to the artist, I guess, which is kind of how their platform's set up. But um, when you license a song, you say what project are you going to use it for and uh, whether what type of project it is. So we always tick podcast which is really good for keeping track of what songs you've used in the past and also keeping track if anyone asks you where you get that song from, you can show them the licensing agreement that they print out automatically based on what you call the project. Um, Soundstripe also offers stems, which is basically like the whole song played from one instrument. So if you really like a drum beat from a song, I know that like um, a lot of podcasts like Freakonomics Radio, they they like using the glockenspiel. You know, maybe you found a song on Soundstripe that has a glockenspiel, but then it has a weird piano bit, but you can get the stem and it's just the glockenspiel bit and you can raise it up and down. Maybe if you want to use a particular song on Soundstripe for your podcast's identity music, then you can turn off certain instruments and have that as like a little um, emotional undertone on on your episode and things like that. That's something that I'm really looking forward to getting into. We used to use the same song for Be The Job, which was this guitar piece. I might play it now so you can have a little listen, might bring back some memories. (laughs) 
but then I decided that Be The Drop should have different music every episode to represent what the feeling I wanted the audience to get out, the mood of the individual episode. Yeah, you were going crazy listening to the guitar song. Yeah, yeah. And I thought if I'm going crazy listening to this guitar (laughs) song, then the audience after 50, 100 episodes must kind of, they want a bit of a break, surely. Um, So then we started using Soundstripe and I really like it. I feel like we've got some good feedback on it. And we use it for other projects as well for our client work through narrative marketing. So Yeah, we use it for video work. We use it for... Other podcasting. Yeah. It's a really good service. If you were paying attention at the beginning of the episode, we do actually have a discount offer, which is an affiliation program. So full full disclosure. Yeah. We got an email from Soundstripe offering us to be a part of the Soundstripe referral program or partnership program. So we are trying that out. So the idea is that you use the code be the drop in checkout when you're buying a Soundstripe subscription, whether it's premium or the normal subscription, and you get 10% off. And this is a way to help Be The Drop keep going. And if you're looking at starting a podcast, then 10% off is a great deal. Yeah, it is our first involvement in a referral program. And obviously, we're only going to do that with something we really passionately believe in. Um, And it's not... Yeah, no cornflakes referral program (laughs) coming soon. I mean, it's, it's because we really believe in Soundstripe and it has got a lot better quality music. And as you said, we wouldn't use anything different now. So it made sense to us to offer that to our listeners so but uh, Chris thank you so much for sharing your podcasting insights in conclusion though can you share with me Chris's be the drop tip for as far as podcasting so what is it that you think is the number one thing to be aware of for making an effective podcast okay well I guess the number one thing is to not get caught on one specific thing don't just focus on what you want your podcast to be also don't worry if your podcast isn't what you originally thought it was going to be let it evolve don't be disappointed if your audio doesn't sound perfect at the start so it's really about let yourself go on the journey then let yourself go on the journey don't make a huge investment when you first start you want to make sure you're putting yourself in the best position to have a future success if you continue with your podcast and we really look forward to listening to the podcast you make if you make one oh yes send us a message yes let us know if you create a podcast and you've learned anything along the way from listening to be the drop we would absolutely love to hear that yeah it helps us develop the podcast and continue to provide really great advice for people in business super and in life all right that's it time out that's Stop. It. it's over now you have to go thanks for joining me oh well thanks so much for joining me chris no worries i'm just gonna go over the corner and edit the episode <laughs> Woo! thanks for joining me for another episode of be the drop Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that.